Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. This is our Milan preview episode, our roundtable for the 2021-2022 season. Jerry, though, has just made it his trademark just to sneak in a little bit of Juventus banter when we get started. I don't mind it. I am okay with it. So, as you guys know, I'm an Interista. Jerry is a Laziale. But we've been going around the table for the last couple of weeks and getting previews for top six, top ten-ish Serie A clubs. We haven't done Jerry and my clubs yet. Lazio is still to come. Inter are still to come. And, you know, hopefully the club hasn't been completely liquidated by the time we get our Inter preview episode in. But this one is all about Milan. Before we introduce our panelists, let me introduce my co-host as always, Jerry Mancini, who, by the way, I I love the self-deprecating sense of humor. He's wearing the Caicedo Greater Than Immobile t-shirt, the one that Richard Carmen and the City Sit-Down provided for us. But, Jerry, how you doing tonight, sir? Thank you to the sh- for the shirt, Richard, and Frank as well. Um, you know what? The banter is great. If you haven't seen it, it's Caicedo Greater Than Immobile, and I ain't going to get ripped on hard for this right there, you guys, if you haven't seen. But I'm good. I'm good. This is a Milan pod where it's your rival, but... They're not as uh, douchebaggy as the Juventini in San Roma. So <laughs> that's all we can say. Uh, he's, he's shaking his head. Would you rather support a Juventini or an Interisti? Uh, Sampdoria an option? Sampdoria? Fucking you, you prick, man. Okay, l- let me frame it this way, Richard. Let me frame it this way. You're on a boat, and an Interista and a Juventino each fall off one side. You can only save one. Who do you save? I hit the accelerator on the boat. <laughs> that is the answer of the day. Wow. See, now I, I feel a little bit spurned because, honestly, if you were to frame that question to me, if it was a Milanista and a Juventino, I would save the Milanista. So I, I, I guess the respect is not mutual. <laughs> I would have saved Alex. You know that? He didn't say Alex. He didn't say Alex. He just said Interisti. I would have let. If you want to say it's Alex on one side and Lucci on the other, I would have let Lucci ride away, man. <laughs> he can he can ride into the dust. I don't even care. You let him sink. <laughs> yeah, let him let him drown. Never mind sink. <laughs> oh my oh, god, that's too good. Well, let me officially introduce our two panelists on this episode. By the way, there may be a couple of more hopping in. Uh, because uh, Vinny and Steve from Milan Weekly uh, have been uh, invited. They've been in our group chat. So wh- whenever they pop in, we will accommodate. This is informal. This is a roundtable. This is fun. Uh, but, of course, a very good friend of ours who's been on with us several times. And Jerry and I have both been on his show a couple times together, a few times separately. Richard Carmen from Sedia A Sit Down is with us. Richard, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Huh? It's a nice uh, Tuesday night, right? What night? I don't know. It's a preseason for me. So I'm, I'm starting to get back to the groove now. Trying to learn how to speak again, you know? So, Well, you know the pandemic is not over when we still are in this mode where we have no idea what day it is at any yeah, given time. Because yeah, I don't. True. I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult. It's hard to keep track of uh, with everything going on, all the transfers going on. But, uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm happy to be back on the show. and uh, I love it. So I'm excited to talk to Milan for a change. I'm so used to talking about all the teams. It's nice to just focus on the team and not worry about anybody else, hopefully. <laughs> and let's bring in uh, our good pal who's become a fixture on the show in recent weeks. Gianluca Lombardi is with us. Uh, I'm a little bit bummed, though. You changed up the background. Usually I get the nice patio off in the distance. You're you're in front of a brick wall. To, I don't know if that's some kind of a metaphor for Milan's upcoming season. There it is. There's the view I crave. Gianluca, how you doing, sir? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. I, I really appreciate it. I'm excited. Uh 
preseason's been looking pretty good. So uh, I'm glad to be on and, and talk about the preseason and um, the season review for sure. We got a lot of stuff to get into. Let me start here, though, guys. And and Gianluca, I'll start with you on this one. We'll go around the table. I want Jerry's take as well. I'll drop in my two cents. Uh, a lot of the top half Serie A clubs, I'm sure some bottom half clubs as well, there's been a lot of turnover in coaches, managers, right? A lot of coaching changes. So you look at, you know, teams projected top six, top seven. Uh, it's really Milan and Atalanta who have the same managers from last season. I mean, Gasperini and Pioli. Outside of that, Juventus, Inter, Lazio, Roma, Napoli, everyone changing coaches. So, I mean, Gianluca, do you look at this continuity as a good thing? And, of course, I have to ask that about Pioli. Uh, Pioli has impressed me in his tenure at Milan. I mean, making top four last season was so important and so gigantic. Still, though, as an Interista, I get some Pioli flashbacks, and you kind of wonder when, you know, the big precipitous drop is going to happen. It hasn't really happened yet. So how optimistic and how bullish are you on Padre Pioli continuing his tenure at Milan? Um, I think this year is going to be a, a great year for him. Um, I think with all the uh, other teams changing coaches, I think most of the teams are going to have to get used to those coaching changes. Um, with Milan, with Pioli there, I think that um, he has the team. He knows what he needs. He knows um, exactly what he's missing and how to succeed. But I also think that uh, Ibra also plays a big role in managing the team on the field um as much as pioli's been doing such a wonderful job um i think there's a lot to do with ibra in the background um but i i'm very optimistic um i do see a top four finish for sure um we do still need to pick up a few players which i believe will happen um i've been reading some stuff they're saying from August 15th and on, it's going to be fire for Milan. Um, so we'll see with that. Um, other teams, we, we, we see how I think there's only one coach that might be the coach to get a team and, and get him to win right off the bat. And that was Conte, which I, I believe that he had the power to do that with the ones that are coaching now, maybe Alleg Allegri, but um I still see some struggle within the, the other teams for sure. It's going to be a really interesting season. And, you know, Richard, I'll ask you the same question. With such a coaching carousel around Serie A, how, how much do you value the continuity of Pioli? And, and how, how much of even a further step forward do you think Pioli's Milan can take? Yeah, no, the the continuity is absolutely uh, important. I think you know, you know, not many managers can come in the first season and and do very well. Obviously, the names of Allegri and Conte and like that. Yeah, of course they can, uh, but not always. It's not always a, a sure thing, right? And so having continuity for Milan and also you know for Atalanta or Gasparini, it's so important for them to get off on a hot start immediately. Because uh, many of these teams, especially if they're new, they're not familiar with the coach, it take, there's an adaptability time, right? There, there's time where they have to massage themselves into it and then finally get into the groove. Uh, we saw that with Sadi with Juventus a couple years ago, right? Um, and so it takes some time. And, you know, it's important with these uh, those two teams in particular because, you know, they need to, if they're going to be true Scudetto contenders, they need to step up from the beginning and make everyone chase you. Um, you know, Milan tried that last year and, you know, Inter, to their credit, caught, you know, kept up with them and, and then surpassed them. Uh, so they need to put that pressure on on the other front runners to make them 
play better. And if they don't, and that's when you know you see start people pulling away. Um, do I think Pioli is going to get better this this season? I hope so. Right. Um, you know the, the whole thing, the whole shtick with Pioli in his career has been. He's a good mid-level manager, but he never gets to the next step, right? Well, we see with Milan, he's actually you know got a little bit better here. This is the time I really want to see it to make a break for me in terms of is he going to is this a home where he is comfortable with and can get you know feel comfortable and take the team to the next level, or is he regressed like he he has with other clubs, right? It's going to be a telling sign for me how he does this year. I think the team is poised to succeed this year on last year, but uh, you know it'll be a lot a lot of things to determine as as. As uh, my uh, my teammate here, I'm going to say here in, in the red and black, he says, uh, you know, with Ibrahimovic, he pulls the strings behind the scenes a lot, right? And will that be a good effect or a, po- a negative effect, right? Last year was a positive effect, I think. This year with Giroud in, Giroud in there, well, how will that how will that relationship you know work? Will it, you know will it bad against each other or will it be a good thing? Who knows? We'll see. So I think it's a a lot of things to to weigh here, but um, I'm excited about the continuity overall. So. Yeah, like I, I look back, uh, Jerry, uh, you know, to two off seasons ago, when there was all that talk about bringing in that lunatic Ralph Ragnick to be, you know, like the manager and the sporting director and to completely revolutionize <laughs> everything. He wanted to sell everybody, bring in all new players. I really think, and obviously it's impossible to predict how it would have gone, but I really do think Milan dodged a bullet there in in keeping Pioli. Like that was right after the first uh, half season or so that he had at Milan uh, and they kept Pioli around and that turned out to be a stroke of genius or stroke of luck however you want to look at it but the continuity paid off right and then actually qualifying for top four this past year I think Milan of course made the right move sticking with Pioli because I do think you need to reward that that uh that um that continuity and I I think Milan do have an opportunity to maybe have a more level-headed start to the season you know when you know teams like Lazio and Roma and Inter and I'm not sure if I can group Juventus in there because bringing Allegri back in may just be like getting back on a bike and riding a bike I don't know if there's going to be a big learning curve for Allegri because he knows Juventus and knows so many of those players so well but I think Milan maybe have an opportunity to have more of a level-headed start when some of the other new managers in Serie A have to find their footing a little bit Uh, so Jerry what do you think because We've seen, you know, Pioli have uh, what we refer to as the Pioli high, which is usually short and sweet. With Milan, it's been more it's been more of a slow burn with Milan. So how bullish, Jerry, are you on Pioli entering his second full season with Milan? I think it's going to be short term. If it, it, if it starts rocky, he's out the door, man. Um, they, they're not going to go a whole season hoping that it turns around. You know what? The first half season, the first half of the season was great. The second half was really bad and very lucky for Pioli. Um, you saw down the latter part where they just struggled to win games. They they didn't have it together. Without Ibrahimovic, this team lacks an identity, in my opinion. When he's not in the lineup, they don't have an they don't have an option up front. They don't have that clear game plan. It's like they lost themselves. They you don't trust Leal? No, no, no. The guy's too busy thinking he's a rapper, freaking making albums somewhere. What the? He's a good player. You know what he reminds me of? Korea. But Korea is a better player yeah. than him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the difference is that Korea actually finishes a lot of the time, but he doesn't. Leal, Leal just doesn't finish, doesn't do anything with the ball a lot of the time. And 
And then there's, yeah, exactly. And then there's the moments where he looks really good. I think the big question is, does he use Giroud more than he should and not overly depend on Zlatan? You're bringing in a guy, throw this 34 years old, whatever the fuck he is, out the door, okay? It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. This guy's smart player, not a dumb player. He knows how to utilize his body. He knows how to control the game and everything around that. He's an, he's, this guy's a winner. You didn't bring a freaking loser to your, to your team. You brought experience, not just playing football at an international level, even Champions League. Like, he has the whole package. He needs to be used properly and, and, and more than slot time, personally, because he has more legs in him. You, you got to use him, man. That's the guy. I don't. I don't think Jerry's so far off. You know when he says it's a possible short-term manager, right? Because Milan's goal this year is going to be top four. If they stray from that top four big time, you're going to see that, that string pulled right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're if they're still in the mix, I think he'll be in there. That's a that's a big key because they have to make top four. That's no if ands yes. or buts about it. That's absolute. And if they don't get that, you're, you're going to see that that string pulled right away, and he'll be gone. Um, assuming there's a better manager out there, but who knows? Uh, we'll, we'll see what what happens with the season. Question: He took over the season prior to last year, right? Yeah. Last year was his first full season. This is the second full season. You said before, right? So think about this. Now he went into last season on the opposite end, where the team was confident in him because of how well he did the year before. He ended the season positive. He had them on their back. Now it's the opposite, where he went for the next season bad ending the season he he didn't control it right like you saw how bad they play in the second last game of the year against Cagliari when they could have held their own destiny and not have to worry about the last weekend and know what Napoli had to do and what Juventus had to do so when his back was against the wall it 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 wasn't that he saved Milan Milan were saved personally in my opinion um it just look at what he look what Lazio did with Simone Inzaghi. That's a prime example where they struggled down the, the down the latter part, but Lazio shredded them apart. That was their last best game, and Inzaghi showed how much better he is than Pioli. Okay, that was his goodbye present to him with Lazio. So like, I, I think the team is very young. They're going to struggle in the Champions League. I think P- Milan fans have to embrace that. Are, are you guys third or fourth pot? Fourth pot, probably. More. First, first third, time third. back in a long time. Third, third, third. Yeah, I think, I think third. I think they're I both sure. Uh, but yeah, again, like I think they're going to struggle in the in the Champions League because they didn't strengthen their squad enough for that. But I get, I could be wrong. Um, I, no, I, I agree with you, Jerry. I think uh, I we will wrong. struggle in the Champions League, but I think also that's not even that we're just in there just to just to try to make some money and yeah. top four is is our goal. Um, we did struggle against Cagliari, like you said. Um, we lost a lot of points towards teams that we shouldn't have, but we also had, uh, I, th- I think, five five or six injuries. COVID also took a big effect on a lot of our players. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so what's, what's, the defini- what are, what's our definition of, of struggle in Champions League? Because I think it greatly depends on what, what, the, what the group stages look like. Because if you know, right. we get one of Inter's groups, hell yeah, we're going to struggle. But if we get a group with only one big giant and then a couple of small teams, I'm not so sure. You're, you're it's, right. It's, it's a weird year because the thing is, like, uh, there, were a couple, there were some surprising league winners, which are first pots. Like, you know, obviously, you know, not, not saying I was surprised by Inter 
winning the league last year, but it's not going to be the same Inter. No more Conte, no more Lukaku, no more Hakimi. So I don't, I don't exactly, I don't exactly know how uh, how far I expect them to go in the Champions League. I, I think it actually wouldn't surprise me if Inter get out of the group stage this year, unlike the last few years, uh, despite all the changes. But like a lot of like European giants are in like the second pot this year. So there's going to be some crazy groups. Like there are going to be some groups of death where you've got, you know, good teams in the first pot, great teams, historic powerhouses. Like PSG is going to be, I think, a second pot team because they didn't win the league. So good freaking luck. Like I'm actually expecting Inter to end up in a group with PSG. It's going to be my worst fucking nightmare all over again. I, I'm know, just and Barca. And Barca. Groups. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm not basing on who they play. I'm basing on just on the lineup they have strictly. And, and that's why Gianluca kind of like he under, kind of understand what I was trying to say is that he, he sees the same idea where it's just the lineup I'm looking at. I'm not look. That's a great quite That's a great answer, uh, Rich. That's absolutely perfect because, like Lazio, look at Lazio. They got lucky last year. We we got the the, the group of miracle. That's why I call it basically, and, and we lucked out. So, but to, to 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 go back to what you guys are saying, everyone drops points. I, I hate when I hate when this is the biggest line I hate. Oh, we drop points to like Napoli fans are notorious for us. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to like point them all singly, but a lot of Napoli fans say, "Well, we dropped points to uh, last year to nine different clubs, and we could have been first. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. If my aunt had a pair of balls, she'd be that. my uncle. <laughs> it's not, it's not the drop points that I look at. It's the performance of what happened and how they dropped the points that concerns me more. Everyone drops points, but how did they lose it? And the way Milan lost those points in the latter half was concerning because their performances were dreadful, and they looked—they didn't look good at all. They just lacked an identity, a, a, a philosophy, a formation, all that stuff that had to go around it. And, and when Pioli's back is against the wall, he doesn't have a plan B. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but it just looked like he only had one plan. And when and when Zlatan wasn't in there, there wasn't another option. Well, credit to though, he never had another striker either, so that didn't help. Yeah, as well. So, well, and, I, and that's what and I want to ask the guys, like like Gianluca. Let me start with you because I I totally agree and vibe with what Jerry is saying about feeling like Pioli didn't have a plan B when shit started to hit the fan a little bit late in the year. But how much of that, Gianluca, was on Pioli as a tactician? Or how much of it was just the players Milan had available to them? Because I think sometimes managers will get blamed for a lack of depth. And then also sometimes managers will get overpraised when they when they have a great squad. So it's a double-edged sword. I, I totally agree. I think, uh, I think the problem is uh, the depth, lack of depth. Um, I think that if Pioli had players that um, were able to, you know, their second string players were able to play like their first um we would we would have been in a better spot um i have a lot of faith in in pioli i i do i really do i like what he does um and, and we noticed that when certain players like benessier is missing or ibra's missing or um you know your your engine there is missing um then, then there's a struggle. You have no one there to kind of um, take that place. Yeah, we had Tonali, but Tonali still has to get used to the system. It takes time. We all know that. Um, and then you said, um, as a second striker, you know, Ibra's out. Who do we have? That was the mistake. We had uh, we went to get Men Menzuchik there, but um, 
unfortunately he was injured too so we had no one there we were playing Liao as a false nine um that's not his position i would never put him there again um Rebic is uh, one day he's incredible the next 10 he's not so hot he's he's um he's a strange player really strange player so um i i think it's the depth that we lack um so we'll, we'll see what happens this year. We, we do need to make a few signings and hopefully not everyone gets, uh, gets injured. Like, like last season, we had a lot of injuries, um, you know, especially with coming back from COVID, they were playing every three days. So these players were taking beatings and it's not an excuse. Every team is like that, but most teams have um, better, better depth in the top four. That's for sure. What do you think, Richard? Uh, some of the uh, the lack of, of plan B, at least that's the way it appeared watching some of these games, more on depth or more on Pioli? You know, I, I, I agree a lot uh, with what was just said. Um, you know, it's a little bit of both. Uh, and, and one thing that irks me the most about Pioli is he his – and maybe maybe he sees something I don't in practice, but not having the faith in the youngsters. I would love to see how get a lot more opportunity last season. He didn't – um, and we saw sometimes where you know we want to see Tonali a little bit more or or Brahim Diaz early on in the season. I mean, Rebic shouldn't start until January because he's not good in the first half of the season anyway, right? Uh, but I think it's a little bit of everything, right? With Pioli, I, I fully support him as well. I think I, I'm confident in him this year. Uh, he brings that continuity that we talked about earlier, and so um, you know having Giroud now uh, is going to be a big plus, right? You're switching one three four year old striker for another, but Giroud can score. I mean, it's it's, it's been proven you know year after year. You look at last year with some amazing goals. Um, so they have him, um, and you know, and something that's also important, you know, not having a plan B when Zlatan's out. When Kese wasn't in there, the team struggled as well. He's that midfield engine that they needed, and when he wasn't there, you know, having Benacer and Tonali and whomever else, Krunic and whatever, it's not good enough. Kese was that important to the team when he was in the field, and when he wasn't, when he wasn't present, the team struggled mightily. So I mean, they obviously did well at the end of the season, and they got those big wins at the end. At the end, but. Um, you know, when you're when those two pieces in particular are not there, he didn't have a plan B last year. This year, we need more depth. As Jean Lucas said, you know, if, if we get that depth going, uh, I'm, I'm confident going to the season. If we don't change things, you know, it's it's uh, it'll be interesting. And to answer Cliff's question, I saw his question in there. No matter what, I think Dest is better than Florenzi. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and you know what? Th- that's a really good jump off point into some Mercato stuff. Who the fuck is Dest? Serginho Dest. American international at Barca. Oh. Jerry's Canadian. He doesn't know about Americans. Honestly, yeah, that's true. And and actually, <laughs> thank God you do because, dude, I, I work with so many American soccer bros that it's like I hate it when American players sign with Italian clubs, which doesn't happen very often. But Weston McKenney last year, Venezia this then, year with Busio. That's oh, dude. Like I, I know, I know this. Guy. Actually, he's a friend of ours. I'll, I'll rip him a little bit because we love him. Uh, he's joined us before on the show, Austin Robillard. He, oh. like, he, he all he, he, you know Austin so like he, he loves, <laughs> loves he his loves Americans. he loves his Americans he's a huge yeah. U.S. men's national team guy I'm just a terrible American because I support the Azzurri and honestly I don't Pulisic. I don't really I don't I don't really care how far the U.S. men's national team goes uh, I, I support the Azzurri pretty much exclusively so I'm I'm an awful American it is what it is but yeah but my friend Austin like he, he's already pumping up Venezia and I I like Venezia mostly because their uniforms are pure class 
But dude, if uh, if Sergio Dest does end up at Milan, then yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have some fanboys hopping in. I know Richard knows what I'm talking about on that. But yeah, I wanted to use Cliff's question as a segue into the Mercato, and you already answered that one, Richard. And I'll start with you on this. Uh, your overall vibes on the transfer market, incomings and outgoings. Now, I definitely want your take on Hauga on the way out, loan uh, with obligation, I believe. So his days at Milan are officially done. It's an option to buy, actually. I was is wrong. It an option? I, 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 I heard it was up. obligation. I heard it was obligation. Okay. Yeah, I think it is an I, obligation. That's what I thought, man. Yeah. I thought that they were buying him. Like, uh, it's... Okay. I don't know. He's, I, he's said a goodbye to the club already. You know, yeah, so. I, think yeah. I think it is an All obligation. All right, my tweet was right then. So, okay. so don't doubt yourself, Cherry. That's the moral uh, story. Never no, doubt yourself. The inter yeah. doubt me. He's like... Because the tweet said... It was a loan with an option to buy. It said, "Actually, uh, I was like, what the hell's going on?' Here? I, I could have sworn they bought him. I was like, okay, yeah. that's why I said that, but I left it anyways." Well, you know, you know what? I, I think there's a lot of uh, not you, Jerry, but there's a lot of dumb people out there who sometimes <laughs> will see option obligation. They won't know which is which, and they'll type it wrong. I'm pretty sure it's an obligation. <laughs> I was gonna say, and- yeah. And, and Milan, Milan, Richard, uh, you know, they were very active in the early part of the transfer window. A lot of that was redeeming loans and keeping mm-hmm. their core, which I do think is important. Yep. Uh, I did like the Olivier Giroud move. I, I think that's uh, now, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of age uh, among Milan's forwards now. The average age <laughs> is approximately 75 years old. It, <laughs> yeah. still is, it still is a move that I do like. So... Uh, you, you maybe you can even give me a letter grade and how are you feeling so far about the mercato and how many positions still need to be addressed? Oh man, it's uh, we gotta start from the beginning, right? You know, losing Donnarumma on a free. Um, I thought that was the right move. I hated losing him on a free, but I, it, it was the right move. Just you know, you losing that cancer of Raiola, uh, I think was important. Um, a positive losing Chalanolu. Sorry, Alex. Uh, regards on that. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah. You guys couldn't renew that bum. Yeah, he joins your team and everybody else, all your stars leave, right? That's how it works. That's how it worked with us, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that started off with it. We got Tamori, which is excellent, I thought. You know, now we got Pobega back. Um, there's been some good moves here. Uh, you know, the last move you just talked about, Hauga. Um, I'm upset to see him go. I know it, this, is a, this is a hot iron topic with Milan fans, right? It's Some hate him, some love him. Um, I wanted to see him get another shot because I hate, you know, buying guys and giving up in the first season. I want to see him at least go another season, right? Tonali, I think, will have a big improvement this year. Um, and I thought Hauga could have had the opportunity had he been given more time and maybe gotten some chance this year. But um, overall, you know, I think it's I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a B minus as of right now because it could be it could add some more players um, and maybe give it to some other players. Um, there's still some pieces left there, right? Right wing, we still have it unaddressed right now. We we right wing, maybe some more depth at, at right back potentially. Um, left back we address this year with with backup, which is good. Could be could potentially be the the starter if Tail gets bought by PSG, like they buy everybody else, right? Um, but the midfield needs some little bit of help there, and then the right wing, I think, in particular, and then maybe right back. Um, so a B minus for now, and then you know depending on what the players they bring in here or or not, uh, could change my answer later on. But yeah, it's it's a decent season so far. They got rid of some dead weight and some, added some a little bit of depth. They need more though. They still need more help. And Giroud is a fantastic pickup in my opinion. What do you think, Gianluca? I, I I agree. I totally agree with everything. Uh, with Hauge leaving, um, you know, it's it is sad to see that he's going because um, he the games that he did play, um, he scored some crucial goals. Um, the thing with Hauge was um, we need to buy players for now. We need to make we need to secure that top four 
so we can't risk on on a left winger um, because there's so many that you can buy in the future. It's not a position that is, you know, like a defender, like a center back that one comes every every 10 years. Um, so seeing him go, it does kind of suck, but I think it was a it was a smart move. We bought him for five. We might sell him for 12 mil if it's if it's option uh, or uh, yeah, option. Um, the grade card, I, I think B minus C, I would I would agree with that. But I, I think if we don't address the right wing, we don't address an attacking mid. Um, we're not making top four. Those are priorities right there. Um, I don't think we have, we're missing, we're missing one, those two spots right there. Um, we need some more creativity. We can't get the ball from the midfield to the forwards. Um, we struggle with that. Um, I think if that is, if, if we address those positions, I think we make top four. I, I also believe that we could be uh, Scudetto contenders this year, um, just because the consistency with Pioli, um, with a few more players that we pick up and I think I think we're there but if we're not then it, it will be a filled mercado for sure you know I, I actually I want to give the floor to Jerry uh for the next question because Jerry something that you brought up to us uh before we went live when we were just chatting pre-show was Yo, on uh, on Milan's midfield hold on Simi went to to Solantana hasn't anybody put this two and two together yeah I didn't even realize that. Credit to David on his comments. I just read it right now. Sorry. I went, Has Lotito I went... sold them yet? So hold on. Let's get some... I know this is a Milan podcast today, guys, so I'm, but I need, I need some input here. If Solentaran, I guess, promote, demoted next year, does that mean that Simi will go to Lazio then? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that'd be breaking like a hundred UEFA rules. But does like do those rules even exist anymore? Like, can no. they just say, "Hey, no. look, look what PSG is doing"? Are there any rules? Motherfucker, he's got his all planned out, man. He's gonna get fucking sent to Lazio next year when they get relegated. Yeah, they're they're paying Crotone six million euros. Six million. That I don't seems know. like a bargain. I mean, yeah. Jesus, twenty goal scorer. Need a striker, guys, because yeah, Inter should be buying. I thought Inter wanted this guy. Like, but here's the thing: the thing is, like, if, if a team like Inter or Milan, etc., were to ask for Simi, the price would be 16 million, right? Like, it's like you know, the, yeah, it, it, it's like it's like dynamic pricing when you're getting an Uber. You get an Uber on New Year's Eve, it's 150 bucks to go eight yeah. miles. You get an Uber yeah. on a random Tuesday night. It's like thirteen dollars to go yeah. the same route, right? Yeah. They're gonna yeah. they're, they're gonna charge different clubs different prices. I, I, I also sorry. I also see that um, David said that um, why didn't someone Milan go for um, someone like Simi? Um, if if you noticed the strikers that um, Milan goes for, Ibra, big body up front, right? Technical, Giroud, same thing. The next in line uh, will be Halan. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't spend um, all that money for him personally. Vlaovic, if I pronounce that right, um, but his his price tag's too too high. Or uh, Gianluca Scamacca, who has that same same type of um, striker uh, physique. That's my that's just only my opinion. You think Belotti could play that role? I mean, he's he's strong enough where he could play that. Uh, not necessarily have the body frame for it, but he's he's also very versatile. But I think he he could play that position a little bit, not as I well think, as those guys. 
I, I yeah, I, I I agree. I think he can. I'm not. Once again, I'll say it. I'm not a huge Bellotti fan. He disappointed me in the Euros. Um, I, there's just something about him. He he goes goes down a bit too too much. But yeah, I think he can play that role for sure. He used to play in a bigger team though in City. Uh, but Catrino's a bag of shit. Who the fuck's good on that yeah. team? Seriously, it's a bag of shit team. Sasha Lukic, guys. Napoli's Napoli's like. Licking their lips right now. We sold this guy for twenty five million, and he's been shit at Torino. Like Armando Izzo, we I want twenty million for a bag of shit. Get the fuck out of here. Guy was supposed to be on the the uh, the Italian squad. And, uh, meanwhile, during the Euros, he's planting tulips with his fucking if his daughter if he has one or whatever the heck it was, man. <laughs> like, like come on, Zaza, the guy. Oh my god, what a the disgrace! Guy, the guy played for Italy, God's sake, man. Wow, yeah. the guy. You know what? He performs so well in training because he know he can show off those little high heel freaking bicycle kicks or whatever. But when it comes to the real game, the guy's another flop artist. The whole team are all around is so they they got um, the one guy, the fullback they have, or I call him a wing back more actually. But uh, Singu, that's like the only oh, promising like player. Yeah, really. But like Belotti on Milan, oh, massive upgrade. Mass. I think that it would push him to do better. It would get him to be more competitive. It would get him to another level like Immobile where he needs to be playing on a better team about around better players to get him ready for the Euros. I know that Immobile, and I know Cliff is going to rip on me, that he didn't perform. But you know what? He he, he worked hard. He, he did the little things that people don't notice. But, like, at the end of the day, I, I think that if he goes to a team like Milan, not Roma, Roma will fucking kill him. Roma kills people. They don't save people. Let's just get this real, get this straight down. I mean, are you talking like physically with all the ACLs, or are you talking mentally? No, that's a good that day. You know what? Thank every, you for the, the, that. Their, their training ground is cursed because every 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 decent player they bring in is injured all the time. Uh, that I that I agree. I don't agree with that comment. Lazio are not really trying to become rivals with Inter. Uh, I don't think Latito hates Inter. He doesn't despise him. It, 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 that's a that's a vendetta versus Simone yes. Inzaghi and only Simone Inzaghi. Bingo. Uh, he he's not resenting what the ownership did at Inter. He knows it's a business and that they're gonna come and strike. At the end of the day, he knows that Inzaghi is his own person. He is not twenty years old who needs his mother to make his decision. He is a 40-plus-year-old man who has grown up and can make the right decision. If he gave him his word, at the end of the day, he's not going to blame Inter for stealing him and poaching him. Right. He is going to be mad at Simone Zaki because he's going to say, you gave me your word, you betrayed me. At the end of the day, now, Inter never betrayed Lazio. I hate when people say that. I'm not saying this because Alex is my co-host and, and I talk nice about Inter. I want people to understand this is not hating Inter. Now, I do agree that you're gonna you're gonna bargain up and you're gonna ask for more now because of what Inzaghi did. I get that part, but it's not like Latito's doing it on purpose against Inzaghi. He's gonna do it because of what happened of the matter. It's just it's it's a vendetta, and that's it. Like it's it's there's nothing hate towards or spite towards Inter. I think that Latito has a good working relationship with Inter because he's done a lot of business with them in past seasons. He's never gone on the record and saying that I hate Inter. I'm not going to do business. You want to hear off the record, he hates Juve. He fucking despises Juve, okay? He's already said it multiple times because of a deal that broke down where he got screwed over or something happened. He can't do business with them. Then if you want to hear where Letito is a rival with, 
it's Roma because Roma and Lazio don't do business. It's I don't remember the last time they did a, a deal together. It's like Toronto, Montreal, and hockey doing a, a deal. It's it's never I never see it happen, and it's just the nature of the business, guys. Like I hate when people say that Inter hates Lazio now. Lazio hate Inter. They have a, the fans love each other, but for the most part, the, the the ownership don't hate each other. It's just stupid garbage banter that you can't really back up. Well, and the crazy thing is, like even in recent years, you've seen you know, and and, and all of these owners do have to work together because you know they they've got a league to run, so. You know, e- even if some of them hate each other, they still have to be cordial enough to work together. I- I've even seen in recent years, you know, Inter and Juve kind of working together, you know, on this Super League stuff. And, you know, it, it like f- fans don't realize that e- even if there are rivalries and there are pettiness and there are vendettas, I, I like that word that Jerry used, that at the end of the day, these gentlemen all do have to work together. So they well, have Torino's to be cordial enough. Vitito, you want to, there you go. You want a rival? Torino. That's there you call. go. That's a rival. That's where Latito will 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 freaking put Immobile for two hundred and fifty million if they want to buy him. Yeah. Like, but I'm, I'm, I'm we're shifting off here because that's my ADD kicking in. But uh, <laughs> well, Jerry, I wanted I, to throw, I, wanted, I wanted to throw to you to get into the Milan midfield because you have no, a pretty strong I, I would, opinion about that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Benesser. If he gets hurt, are they in trouble? That that's the the, the concern for me now because I think Pet the Hog. Is, is a gem. This guy, what did you guys sell him for, you guys? How much did he go for? 12 mil. Yeah. 12 mil. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We bought him for Holy five. Holy fuck, man. That's like, that, that That reminds me of like buying Savage for 18 million or, or Immobile for nine. That's where I think it's in a, you're going to look back and say, shit, we sold this guy for 12 million and, and we could have made 40 million for him. That's where I'm Just thinking. Like when right sold Coutinho. Like, Alone, a loan deal would have been perfect in the pandemic. You just... But it's a risk. We we need to balance. We need we need the finances right now, right? So it's it's we need that top four. And I I understand what you what, what you mean. Like he can be worth forty million. Like Andre Silva. Like okay, we got rid of him, and people were like, oh, Milan's crazy. He could have he's going to Real for sixty mil. He ended up going to uh, uh Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig for yeah. I think twenty two million. Not bad. That's actually well, not bad. At not the bad. time of how he was playing, we got Rebic. We got Rebic, and I think we paid four mil or something like that. Like I, 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 I don't know. The the we can't gamble on players right now. We need top four finishes for the next two three years, and then you'll see some serious players come to Milan. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with with what you're what you're saying. If we were already um if we already had a foundation and we were ready to to continue on right i think silva's a little bit different though because he showed the shines of shitness when he, he was with Milan. <laughs> like he was just utterly shit oh, he's yeah, under like, silva you know he he was he's had his, his most goals scored for eintracht in the season last year yeah, before he, that, though, i he, just don't think i think he's a good player that was a poor fit for milan like Piontek. Yes. Piontek is obviously not as good as, as Silva. Oh, but, another bust. Oh, yeah, right. But but oh. Silva, I think, was a good player in a bad team. This didn't fit. They never worked well together. I think you're going to see Andre Silva do really well again with Leipzig this year. He's going to get another 25-plus goal season again. Or maybe the fact that a lot of players just can't crack the city up because of how tactically. Like, how, like that the and the big get. team pressure. And that and big team pressure. Playing on a big team in, in a top league is difficult. When you don't, If you're not used to that kind of pressure, 
you know, constant media attention on you, scrutinizing you all the time. If you're not used to that kind of have that strong will, you're going to fold under that. You know, and that's what we probably saw with Hauga and and Silva and some of these other guys. You know. Yeah, By the he, way, can, 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 can somebody hook up Cliff with their skincare tips? Because he wanted yeah, to know I, he wanted to know what sort of cigars and cigarettes Jerry is smoking to get that beautiful complexion. Jerry ignored the man. Cliff obviously knows I'm the the, the spawn of Lavetsi and uh, who do you say um, Jeru, right? So I just it just comes naturally like this. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I use. It's this. Fuck, I, use, I, I use this brand, you fucker. <laughs> Richard, but, do you go to bed with like an like one of those like avocado masks like of on course. your face, and then you, like, you, peel, you peel it off in the morning? Absolutely, this is actually my Instagram filter you got going on here, so it makes me look a little bit better. <laughs> oh um, my god! But, but, like, but, oh. but hold on, hold on. Sorry, we were talking about the media. Tonali. That's another question mark. Do you think he grows this year and 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 he takes that step above, or is he still young and still maturing and needs time to adapt because? I think that's one thing that Pioli did right last year is that he benched him when he had to. He made the sacrifice of, of making him learn from the bench, seeing what's going on in the pitch, learning from his mistakes. I'd like to see him take that next step this year. Um, I think that's another concern for me. I know he's a versatile player. You're saying that he can do the jack of all trades, uh, Richard, but I'd like to hear your take because you know better than me. Um, I already said Benister is an injury concern. You know that Kessier is not going to be playing a lot this year because of it. He's a, he's going to be traveling. Um, you got uh, Krunich. Oh my God, Krunich! My God, my God! Oh, that reminds me of like one of our players. But yeah, anyways, which one? <laughs> yeah, right. No, no comment. <laughs> Cliff is distracting me here with his comments. So you're asking me about Tonali, right? Yeah, like, how do you see this? I, 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 I do think, you know, a second year with Milan is going to be uh, an improvement for him. I think he's going to be more comfortable with the team around him. He, you know, like we like we talked so much and so many people talked about that he was a big fish in a little pond before and he moved to the big pond and there's a little fish, right? So he got time to experience. He got to work behind, uh, you know, Ben Asser and Cassie are arguably two of the better midfield duos in the league. Um, and so he got to see what it takes to be at that top level consistently. Now he gets the pitch time and, and show it. Um, he's got the talent there. We looked at preseason. He's looked good. He's looked pretty decent in some of the games of preseason. Granted, it's preseason. I know. But um, I do think he'll improve this year. And I think, you know, if Ben Astaire does have the injury question, you know, questions early on, he'll get that opportunity. And who better to be lined up with than Kessier? Because Kessier can do all the dirty work. He can focus on some of the stuff that he can relax a bit more. Doesn't have to feel the pressure. Play defensively as, you know, tough as he would if Kessie was out. Uh, so I think having Kessier back there will help him tremendously in, in improving this year. Um, how good? I don't know. Is it? You know, I'll, I'll take any improvement at this stage as long as they, he continues to develop and uh, you know gets that worth that we thought he was with the twenty million or whatever we paid for him. Because I think uh, how much? How much if any? Um, just to follow up, like were you disappointed with Tonali last season? Because obviously there there was a lot of banter from rival fans. But no, you know, did did you? Did you look at it more of it's just going to take time because I think yeah. what was he 19 years old when he arrived yeah. he turned 20 last season so obviously there's a lot of room for growth there. Yeah, no, I was I disappointed in the season did, did he achieve what I thought he could? No. Uh was I disappointed? No, cuz I knew it was going to be a struggle with him and I never I never thought he would be in the starting lineup immediately. As much as you know all Mil- Milanisi would love to see that 
we, you know, the the people who are most realistic would know that's not going to happen more than likely, especially with Chalnola was in the lineup. You know that he was going to be a favorite to start, um, and so he had poor games, absolutely. But he had some games where he was he was okay. He wasn't he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but you know for the most part he was just eh okay. And so this year, if he can improve upon that, I think. Uh, having that year under his belt now under Milan, at Milan, I think, will do a world of good. And if he can get more opportunities on free kick where that's his bread and butter, maybe that gets him more comfortable, right? And he'll really get, start to open it up. And maybe he gets in that Trecartista role now that Chalanolo's gone. You know, when, when Brahim is in, in performing, maybe he gets that opportunity and maybe he's the opposite of Pirlo. Well, Pirlo started from the, ta- the front and moved back. He goes the opposite way. Who knows? Anything you want to add, Gianluca? Because I, I know that uh, that you, you were talking about Andre Silva and stuff as well. Anything you want to add on the midfield and Tonali? So with with Tonali, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, he is developing. Um, he is getting used to used to the the position he's playing. Um, like Akbar said, uh, he's he was improving in preseason. Like uh, Richard also said, you know, it is preseason, but he was also uh, teamed up with Krunic there, and Krunic was like a missing man against Real and uh, Tonali was all over the field. He was cleaning up like crazy back there. So I saw some, um, some great improvements there. Um, I think he will improve February. We have Kessie and Benessier both gone for the month of February because of the, uh, the African cup of nations. I think it is right. Yeah. AFCON. AFCON. Um, so they're both gone. And so that's why, they're um, deciding if they should keep Pobega instead of loaning him out and then pair him up with Tonali, um, which Pobega in the um, pivot um, isn't, isn't the strongest. Um, I've, I've watched him since uh, he's been playing on, on loan in Pordenone, Pobega that is, played fantastic. Um, I just think he needs to, um, he needs more playing time. Once he gets that, uh, he'll get comfortable and he'll be he'll do very well. I actually think that he he will be a better player than Lucatelli. Um, I know a lot of people love Lucatelli. I just think that Pobega has um, the size and I, and I, I see his his the way he plays. He feels he's a lot stronger in that in that midfield. Um, someone, people will disagree and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but I, I really like Pobega and Tonali will improve this, this season for sure. By the way, I, I'd, I'd like to give you guys a, uh, a chance on what you heard here on David's Hold question. On. Who's, who's Locatelli? Locatelli. Oh, Locatelli. Locatelli. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I said Locatelli. Yeah, like, who is Locatelli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> is this the new Detella? It sounds like a... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I may not be looking at the screen, but I'm listening. Don't worry, man. I hear this shit. <laughs> He's like, Luca, tell Wait, is, uh, is Florenzi coming? What's uh, what's the latest on that? I've seen some links today. Richard. Oh yeah, um, I've heard I've heard rumors back and forth. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't believe until I see them holding up a jersey, right? Uh, so I mean, if he comes, you know, it is what it is. Luca, tell me to Milan. No, 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 no. Uh, Florenzi. Florenzi. Florenzi, oh, Florenzi for PSG. Everyone, everyone's enamored with Florenzi. I mean, he, I, I kind of agree with Akbar. You know, I think it was Akbar who said it, who said like, you know, Florenzi really hasn't done anything. He never achieved the the, the status that we hoped he would. Yes, he's a great Romanisti. Uh, he did really well at PSG. He had a, re, a resurgence there. But I mean, you play with that squad. Who isn't right? I probably might play a little bit better. In that farmers uh, league. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, right? Um, he's gonna look good there. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, Kalulu, I, I agree with him. Kalulu is someone who I have high hopes on. He's been, he plays well at right back and at center back, and he can fill in as a depth player there. Um, I personally would like to see a Dest over uh, Florenzi if I had the choice. But, you know, Florenzi, I'm okay with ultimately if it happens, if he is the backup. If he's for some reason comes in and is supposed to take over Calabria's role, hell no. Calabria was fantastic last year. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Conti this year. Um, and then, you know, if Florenzi comes in to start, if he comes in knowing that he's the backup and that's it, you know, give some, give some breather to Calabria every now and then, then that's okay. That's fine. I'm fine as a death player. I agree that Kalulu, you know, is a better player, can be ultimately a better player, and I want to see him improve more. He's done well. He did well last year in his brief appearances. He looked good in preseason so far, and I think he has the potential of being a solid player. Uh, so bringing in Florenzi would stunt that absolutely, and so I wouldn't want to see that. But if it happens, uh, I'm okay with it as a backup. So uh, the, the next thing I want to go around the table on, and even though Jerry and I have already answered this a hundred times, uh, I don't know, th- things tend to change and evolve, especially with what's going on in Inter. So may- maybe we even have different answers as to the last episode. But Gianluca, I'll start with you. If you have a prediction on, uh, it, it, at the very least, top four, feel free to go top six um, on how the Serie A season is going to finish. And whatever scenario you want to come up with for Inter, you may you may choose to assume that the fire sale is over. You may choose to assume, if you'd like to, that, you know, that Lautaro and a bunch of other people. I Just on the record, I don't think Lautaro is going to be sold. Uh now I've I've been wrong before. I've been wrong in the last couple of weeks on players being sold, but I don't expect Lautaro to go. So I don't know how that would influence your top four answer. Maybe Inter weren't in your top four to begin with, but but what do you think, Gianluca? Top four and even top six, if you'd like. Um, so I think one two uh, will be a battle between uh, Milan and Juve. Uh, three four would be. Atlanta and Lazio. I have I have really high hopes with Lazio with Sadi. For some reason, I have this feeling he's going to do well. Um, I see Napoli there. Um, if Inter sells Martinez, they're going to be they're going to be down to fifth or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think Inter needs to hold on to him as much as they could. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a struggle. Um, but yeah, that's that's my prediction there. What do you think, Richard? Yeah, this is tough with all the new managers this year, right? It makes everything very, very intriguing. Um, you know, off the bat, I think the Scudetto contenders, in my opinion, are the two big clubs in Lombardia. I'm talking obviously Milan and Atalanta, uh, and then Juventus with Allegri. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the mud. <laughs> and then Juventus with Allegri. I mean, you can't discount Allegri. He, he's going to come back, and they're going to almost maybe not be as good as they were before, but they're going to be, be much better than they were last year, I think. So you got you can't discount them. Um, Inter, it's you know let's see how the rest of the the the, the offseason pans out because I think based on the way it's, the trend is going right now, you know they're hot. will they make four? I don't know. Uh, based on currently, you know you hate to discount the, the reigning champions, but when you lose such amount of players as they're doing at the moment, it doesn't look good. You got a new manager as well. Oh by the way, right? Um, and they probably could lose more players. So you know. Is it Lazio with Sadi is going to do, be, do really well and jump in the top four? Or is it going to be um, Spalletti and Napoli, I think? You know, Mourinho, I, he's a great story, and I think he'll make Roma a lot better. But I just think they're just out of that. You know, for me, between Sadi and Spalletti, while I think they're both excellent managers, who do I think jumps in immediately and makes a bigger bigger effect? I think it's Spalletti and, and, and Napoli. I think Osimhen is going to have a big, big season this year in terms of, you know, Capo Canonieri 
implications. Um, I think Sadi ultimately will be great for Lazio. I think that it seems to me, and I could be wrong, that his first seasons with his new clubs, other than Chelsea, um, it tend to be a slow, slow start. Obviously, he had Juventus. He already had a big team there. But, you know, his, his previous clubs before that, the first year has just been, like, developing that team. And then the second year, they really hit Sadi ball. So I think it'll be take a little while for, for Lazio. But I think it's Lazio or Napoli in that fourth spot, fourth, fifth spot, and then Inter behind them. Now, Inter could go ahead and sign some big player that we don't know about and change things, you know. And, um, and Roma it's, could it's always be in the mix. Yeah, yeah, it's no, no, it's not him. No, it's not him or Neymar or any of those good guys. <laughs> Maybe Mbappe. Uh, J- Jerry, <laughs> for like 300 million that we'll have to borrow. Uh, Jerry, w- what about you? Uh, I'll give you another opportunity to go on record. Who do you see top four, top six, if you like? You son of a bitches. You ever fucking talk about PSG again on this podcast? I will ban you all. I will disown you all. My bad. I, uh... I hate I hate that team with a passion. I can't believe I even cheered for them three years ago. Bought their apparel, which I have to say, their apparel is so nice. I'm sorry. My wow. my wife bought me a uh, winter breaker, winter break uh, like jacket PSG for Christmas, smoking hot. But like, I, I can't wear it anymore because like, and I know it's not messy. It's not can't really blame Messi. That's the only team who can pay him. I yeah. just hate how they're able to pay all these people. Well, money, bro. Like ludicrous. I hate it. I can't cheer for them. I I am not a Messi FC. Where I jump on the bandwagon and jump from Barcelona to PSG. Can can, can we make a pact here? Uh, The the four of us and everybody watching, whether you're watching live, you watch back later, you listen back back later. If we can get like a few million of us to all agree to buy electric cars or just to stop driving, we can put the fucking oil money out of business. How about that? There you go. There you go. What's your oil going to be worth? (laughs) Tesla's for everyone. If we're all walking... And we're all uh, we're taking uh, various electric vehicles, and we're not driving and buying your stupid oil anymore. I want PSG to be bankrupt. We need Same. to boycott big oil. Get these fuckers out of the international scene. I, I, I hope they've bought stock in Tesla if they want to keep running the club the way they run it. I am boycotting oil. That's it. I can't, I can't even believe that Popa is even a, a, in discussion that they need to sell one big player, like ten players on loan, like. How can there even be a discussion about bringing Pogba in? Talk about super teams. But anyways, guys, I'm going to get so pissed off. You, you guys brought up PSG, and I lost my mind there because I've been shit-talking them all day. But um, who do I think top four? I think top seven is going to be Ooh, wide open. Like Let's it. say that. I think all seven teams are going to be competing for top four this year because there's so many question marks surrounding every team. Um, Inter status of selling their two best players. Juventus, we don't know if Legri, what he'll bring back after being off a year, not getting that midfield yet. Locatelli, Locatelli, Locatelli. Well, guess what? Locatelli's shit is coming to Juventus, and that's a little concerning because everybody rips on Juvent- on Inter because they can't buy players there right now. They have to sell players. Well, isn't it a little concerning that Juventus who also got cash injection, apparently, got this $400 million, still can't buy players. Doesn't anybody raise questions about that? I do. Like, like come on, man. Like, I, I hate how Inter gets bashed on, but Juventus, no one bashes on them, and they, they're asking for these pity, oh, we'll pay you $5 million up front, and then next year we'll, we'll give you the next $5 million, and in year three, we'll buy them out. No, I like how Sassuolo is saying, screw you, we're not Fiorentina. We're not desperate for money. You want our best player, 
pay now or else F off because that's how it's got to be. You got to let these big clubs know that we're not going to get walked all over because we're the median club. Like that, that's the way it goes. Um, Roma, Josie Mourinho, who knows what's going to happen with, with, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be nice with Roma because there's a lot of question marks. Jekyll might be going to enter. Um, oh, are you nice? With, no, he, he is coming to enter. Tammy, it's basically done. Okay. That's done. So Abraham yeah. doesn't want to go to Roma. He's not stupid. He knows how bad they are. <laughs> so, and, and I love the fact that Mourinho couldn't convince him to go to Roma. That's amazing because the great one ain't great anymore, or the special one, wherever you want to call special him. Special one, yeah. Yeah, specially. I gave something special. But anyways, that they don't have a striker now. Like, you got Shomura Dove, but, and you got the other guy, but um, it's not like – Amazing. There's a question mark there. You're number nine now. Even a bigger question mark now. Like, and then you 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 go to Napoli. I think Napoli is really in a good condition here. Like they 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 got Spalletti, and he he goes into a team that has the right form. Who knows? Understands the formation. Understands. Got the players already that will adapt to him. But does he start mutiny in the in the change room? Does he does he? Start having problems with the players because we know he sucks with players' relationships. Like, he's a we weirdo, know this, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he's always looking whether it's a Totti or an Icardi, and, and it's not to say I completely blame him for the Icardi thing because Wanda was a big part of that. But Spalletti, Spalletti always finds a way to make these things worse. So who's it going to be with Roma? Like, and then you go to Lazio, and and, and I'll be honest, I actually was excited, thinking that they're going to go right off the bat. And then I kind of seen all their preseason games. It's been a high and low. And I think that's how their season's going to be. It's either going to be looking good at times or it might be looking mediocre at times. And then it's going to look really bad at times because sorry ball doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it takes time. I'm noticing you need to know how to make those short passes. And it's 11 guys that need to be on the same page. Um, they're not done with their transfer market. We don't know if Korea is staying or not. I think he's going to enter. I don't think Zapata's going to, yeah. is going to be sold. Yeah, I, I, I think Korea, Korea more likely, but yes. not but but not if Lotito stay if he stands firm on a 37 million euro asking price, it's not going to happen. If he budges from that, yeah, but I I can tell you I think it's going to happen. I think it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, just it 37 can't be that you see, I, I don't think so I think because so. because they're about to pay uh, almost twenty million for Dumfries, which I do think is going to happen. Uh, I, I think they're going to pay for Dumfries. That means Perisic is going. Perisic or Brozovic is going to be sold. I saw that today. And you guys got Jekyll too, Alex, right? Yeah, two yeah, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. That's butt yeah. pocket change. Yeah, that's Jekyll is coming fuck. in. Actually, a, an option. Jekyll for been... two million, man. That's a steal. Fuck. Well, I mean, listen, any uh, any Assuming Lautaro isn't sold, uh, Jekyll wouldn't even necessarily be a starter, which is good because I like him coming off the bench. I don't like him as a regular guy. Uh, but yeah, no, before we close it out, I'll. I'll oh, it wasn't my... done, man. What the oh, heck, I'm man? Sorry. You give me like 20. Are you give me a top 20? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not done. I, I got to rip on people too, but with, with, with reasonable background. Excuse? Think about this now. Jekyll, $2 million, okay? You sold Lukaku for $115 million. Can yeah. you imagine if, if Jekyll scores the same amount of goals as well, Lukaku? I can't imagine it because it's not going to happen. Why? Why not? Why? Because... Chelsea? 
He's going into a new system. What did he okay. score seven goals last year, Jack? Lukaku is a beast. I mean, he, he is, was man. a I hustle. I mean, yeah. but but you're playing in the EPL too. Jacko's not scoring more than ten goals. I I want to see how how Lukaku does now back in the EPL where he was good with Everton, but like I want to see like does he does he shut his critics up and comes back to Chelsea, plays on a big team. And, and delivers, or does he does he struggle in a new formation where he's not going to be playing in the three five two? Like we don't know that, right? Uh, I'm just saying, if, if it's similar goal production, in, Inter sold him for 115. Didn't really, man. The the, the Ferrari got replaced maybe with a Benz. I don't know. Hey, hey man, like my top four. I gotta give you. I'm gonna. I'm a mush, so I'm gonna go with Juventus first. I'll go with. Inter second. I think everyone's writing off Inter too quickly because no one understands the the Simone Inzaghi factor and the fact that he still has a better team compared to what he had at Lazio. Yeah. Even with the depth, is still not. It's still much better. Um, people don't credit this guy enough. Um, I'll go Napoli probably third. Um, fourth, I will say just for the sake of just saying, I'll say Lazio, but I'm I'm on the on the fence. And Atalanta is another team too, guys, who will be up there competing. Um, yeah. But I, I I'm curious to see how they do. I think they're going to struggle this year. I think they might take a, a a little step back. Maybe losing Romero is, is a is a big 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 loss in that back end because he kept it together and Demerol is not going to keep it together. I'll tell you that much. I think he's overrated, but, <laughs> and uh, yeah, guys, I, I think that uh, you guys, everyone's writing off Inter. I, I'm hearing spaces and podcasts. Inter's going to finish uh, fifth. They're going to finish sixth. I've heard, yeah, with... I've heard, I've heard, I've heard people say worse than that. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Like this, I understand they lost their two best players, but they still have a good squad. They're, it's not like they're not going to bring players back in to replace them. A guy like Jekyll still keeps him in the top four spot. Um, a guy like Correa, who comes over, say, keeps him there at a top three spot. Uh, there's There there are players who are going to come in to replace. I'm high on Dumfries. I like, like him. Like, the back end hasn't been touched. The back end's key, man. I know it's as, as pivotal as Lukaku and, and, and um, Hakimi is. Back end's just as important, and maybe even more important, because that is the Achilles. That is what kept Inter together last year, is that that back line was hard to break down. Probably one of the best defenses in City. Uh. All right, I am done now, guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, I I think my my top four basically changes with every episode and i know a lot of people have been pointing out that uh you know juventus haven't really given uh, so many great things to watch in preseason i still with the max allegri factor i i still favor juventus to win the scudetto and it's just I, I know how well managed they're going to be and how efficient max is at just grinding out those points when other teams will falter and drop points throughout the season allegri squads just don't do that so I am going to lean to Juventus to win the Scudetto. In second place, I'm going to give it to the black and blue, Atalanta. <laughs> I've got Atalanta coming in second. But, you know, and how about this? You, you, you can say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, and my answer can change depending on who comes in and who might be sold over the next couple of weeks. But as things stand, 
knowing that, you know, Jekko is definitely coming. I, I think Dumfries is coming to play right wing back. He's no Hakimi, but that's a really nice replacement. I think Inter could have done a lot worse if that does end up being the guy. There, there's still a possibility on Nahita Nandez. It's a whole mess with Kaliadi right now, but I do think that if I think if Raja does end up signing with Kaliadi, that I, I think that that is kind of what Giulini is waiting for to release Nandez. So we'll see how that goes. And then, uh, you know, Correa is a possibility. Moise Ken might even be a possibility late in the window on loan uh, because Dumfries is a Raiola guy. And so Raiola might also, you know, nudge, uh, he might nudge, nudge, nudge Moise Ken in Inter's direction. So there, there's some moving parts here. So the way things stand right now, um, I'm certainly not saying Scudetto, but I, I am saying top four. I'm going to have Inter in third. Now, if Lautaro Martinez gets sold tomorrow, uh, I will have them out of top four. But that that's my answer today. I've got Inter third. I'm going to go Milan fourth. And uh, there's a couple teams I like that I'm, I'm leaving out. I don't know, and and I know that the Napoli supporters are going to get on me, but just something about something about Napoli's recent history. Uh, I'm still upset the way that they gave Juventus a free pass back in the Champions League last year, and and I don't know. Spalletti is just such a lunatic. I'm going to have Napoli fifth. I'm going to have Lazio sixth, and I'm going to have. Um, I, I guess I'm going to have Roma seventh, but kind of a distant seventh. I don't think they're really going to be. I think Lazio even even just one spot above are going to be a step above Roma next year. So that's the way that I see it. Um, so so if you if, if Roma finishes seventh, they're going to be the first two-time <laughs> conference league team. By the way, if a team wins conference league, does that get them like an automatic Europa League bid? The way that a bonsai. The Europa... Bonsai tree. Well, that's good because didn't didn't the bonsai tree they had didn't it get vandalized? So they need a new one. No, Skamaka's dead too. <laughs> they needed a new bonsai tree. I like Skamaka's dad. Yeah. I think Skamaka should be my favorite player. Oh, oh god. Man. I had a great time with everybody. Let me give our guests and Jerry and myself a chance to plug anything we're working on. Uh Richard. What about you, man? Where can people find you? Where can people find all the good stuff that you and Frank Ravello, who we also love, are doing with the city? I'll sit down. Do we? No, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I actually met Frank this summer, huh? Look at that. Uh, you, that. you can follow me at, uh, uh, there you go, at city I'll sit down, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. Uh, we also got obviously on YouTube as well. Um, we're back up on the podcast this upcoming weekend after a long, uh, relaxing vacation we had uh, this summer. Um, you can follow me if you want at r underscore k h a r m a n and follow Frank at ftc underscore twenty one. Good stuff. What about you, Gianluca? Where can people find you? You can find me at on uh, Twitter at at glombardi eighty um, five talk mostly about Milan, but today I posted uh, the uh, PSG versus Real Madrid of 2003. I didn't include the Milan um, great um, into that um, tweet um, only because obviously they're better than both teams. But um, yeah, you can uh, you can find me at G Lombardi 85. Good stuff, man. Jerry, what about you? You've been writing lately. I know you've been on a tear on Twitter and don't think I'm not keeping score of all of these inter jokes you're writing in. I'm so nice about Lazio, Jerry, but I'm keeping score. The next time Cheeto fucks up or the next time Lazio drop points against a crappy team, I am going all out, bro. So watch out. 
so I'm used to it. Don't worry. We draw points every year. Who gives a shit? We're, we're a bottom feeder. That's what we are. Oh, Fuck you're you. not a bottom feeder. Come on. Bottom feeder for the Europa League. That's what we are. <laughs> I see these stats that we hold the best, the, the most games played in Europa League. Oh, God. I don't oh, know wow. if, that's a good, if that's a good stat or a bad stat. Yeah, something it's like that. not something you want to flex, I don't think. <laughs> Oh, uh, you can find me at Mo. Mo will not last the whole season. How's that? I'm answering the guy's question. I like it. <laughs> but I'm at Jim Mancini 8, and I'm. I had a guy who asked me today to write a piece about Korea, and I'm gonna be uh, trying to find some time this week to write about what Inter fans can expect if Korea joins Inter, because it seems a lot of Inter fans are interested, and in, I'm. Apparently, I'm the only Lazio fan they, they interact with, it seems like, which I, I'm pretty grateful for. <laughs> it means a lot, but, like, yeah, so I, I uh, plan to do that for them. Um, I would rather, on, on the sign note, I know we're signing off, I would rather have Korea than Zapata. Me too. Um, yeah, um, I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't give a shit that he is not the Lukaku similar type player. Get that shit out of your head. You're how, getting... how, old, how old is Korea, Jerry? 26. Yeah, I think he's exactly. 27. I mean, like he's young. Right there. Zapata is yeah. 30 going on 31. It's just it's not a good investment. Like there's no there's no resale value in a couple of years. Like it's uh it's just not it's for a team that's struggling financially, that's not a good investment. And I think his scoring touch has, has really dipped off now. Like he he's no longer that gold threat player that he once was. Like he still has the goals, at least the 15 goals in him, but I don't know. I think he's kind of changed his style of play, but um, I just – not because I'm Lacho and I want – yeah, I obviously want Lacho to sell him. I don't know why some people want to keep him. Um, if a player says, I want to go, you sell him. You don't hold him back. Don't I – don't, I don't like when I hear, sorry, I'm going to try to convince him. What the hell's wrong with you? Play <laughs> – it's like if your wife wants to leave you, oh, and she says she doesn't want to leave you after 10 times, you try working out with her, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing in this in the first place? I don't love you anymore. I'm going, man. It's like There's... Lukaku. Yeah. Too soon. Oh, man. Well, You're... listen, man. That's uh, not on Lukaku. I hate what No, people... the thing about it, like, and, and, and this could be a whole show, he was nudged. Bro. Yes. And it's yes. like, I, 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 am a lot, I am a lot more angry with Sooning that I am at Lukaku. I, I, and I think most Inter fans feel this way. There are a few that are like, oh, screw this guy. Where's the loyalty? But, dude, he he was clearly nudged out by ownership. They could have put the kibosh on the transfer talks. And they mm-hmm. were always like, no, 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 we're not selling him. He's untouchable. But uh, make another offer. We'll talk again. It's like, dude, they, they could have put the kibosh on it right away. They kept entertaining more offers. It is what it is. It's not Korea's. I mean, it's not, it's not Lukaku's fault, man. I hate when people are saying that he chose the money. He chose the money. His team chose the money. He refused twice. He's no better than Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, was gonna, I don't blame Messi either, to be honest. I was talking to Joe from Forza Napoli. I had a tweet ready to go because there was a, a player on Boca Junior back in 2011 who played for free for a year because of their financial situation. I forgot what his name was. Wow. Um, he should uh, fire his, uh, his manager. <laughs> no, he did it because he wanted to go back to the team. I forgot what his name yeah. was. Um, I would have to look it up again. But wow. Joe's like, stop. He's like, you can't say that because even if Messi was gonna play for free with with Bar- with with Barcelona, they couldn't register him anyways. Barca's finances exactly. are shit. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, it's irrelevant. You like inter- have to like abort. But I, I just don't blame uh I don't I don't blame oh my god. 
I don't blame Lukaku, man. It's not. It's nothing to do with him. He's like, it, it's he was backed in a corner, and he said, you know what, I'm out of here. Um, if we sold Korea, I, I guess Brent, but I would. The, if we sold Korea, we can finally sign Philip Kostic. We'll have Toma Basic, and I even see. I would rather want Shakiri to come in. I think a lot of people don't understand. If you can get Shakiri for ten million dollars to twelve million, you do it. Will she bring PK? Oh, not Shakira. You're talking about Shakiri. Shakiri, I, I, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's Latito business. You go after a good player who still has a lot of upside for 12 million when his value could really be 20, 30 million, and, and those are all Lazio deals, man. We don't, we don't go buy a player for 40 million like the Vidat Marici signing will not happen for another five more years, probably from Latito. So, anyways, guys. Don't blame Lukaku, blame Inter and their stupid fucking owner. <laughs> here, here. All right, guys. It's a lot of fun. Uh, make sure, make sure you guys are. Uh, yeah. well, I was trying to uh, make sure you're following Gianluca Lombardi, J Lombardi eighty five. Make sure you're G Lombardi eighty five. G G. Oh, what the heck did I say? J J man. But guys, back here. Yeah. You know, you spoke English, freaking. <laughs> and my buddy here from Syria. Uh, 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 sit down at R underscore Carmen and my boy here at Alex Dono in Taristi. Don't worry, I can't mush him. So, guys, you know what to do. Add these, add these guys and just do what you gotta do. Forza Sunin. Yeah, Forza oh, Sunin. Hey, it's coming home, guys. <laughs> it's coming home. It's, it's coming home. It's, it's been a month. My fungal England. Good stuff, guys. We'll talk to you again next time on another episode of the Culture Connection podcast. Ciao. Awesome. It's coming wrong.